You're listening to the Looney Duckers podcast, the show which smashes mental health stigmas to start a more honest conversation everywhere, but especially here in the Scottish Highlands where we live. It's hosted by me, freelance journalist Susie Bashford, and by Glenn Tonkin, founder of the Highland Wellbeing Group. Hello there. We both like to smash ice in our togs and use our rubbish experience of mental ill health to hopefully help others. But we are not doctors, and so please don't take our words as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult a professional for those. Welcome to the show. Okay, quick heads up before we start. Glenn and I are doing this not-for-profit passion project in our spare time around jobs, kids, puppies, spouses, hobbies. So it's not a perfect professional podcast standard when it comes to sound. Not today, anyway. These first episodes were actually recorded on my iPhone in Glenn's office because we felt it was important to be together rather than on Zoom. That means the sound quality fluctuates a bit and you'll also hear occasional squeaky chairs and maybe other sounds. Anyway, please bear with us. Hopefully, like us, you believe it's the content and the fact we're doing this that's important, not that it's perfect. So without further ado, welcome to today's episode. So today's episode, the bite-sized subject is not very bite-sized at all. It's uh, suicidal thoughts, which you shouldn't really laugh at, but it's obviously nervous laughter. So do you remember when you had your first suicidal thoughts? I do, yes. What I would consider as my first major one would have been when I was living down in London and I just felt so hopeless and I remember I was waiting to, I was going into work and I was just at the, the tube station or train station I think it was and I just thought I could just get rid of all my problems just like that and I remember it so clearly and, and obviously I'm very grateful I didn't do it but I did at the time just think this is this is the only way I can solve all that hurt and pain and mm. and in a weird sense it almost gave you quite a euphoric moment of going well actually there is a way of making this better mm. and it's not the right way so first so you did I have want... that the two voices yeah. in your head yeah was was that was the only way you could see out of all the sort of pain and suffering so you were working in London at the time were you I was working in London living in London which. Yeah, it can be a big lonely place as well. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, I just I couldn't, and I probably shouldn't have even gone into work that day, but I just remember I had to leave work early because once I got in, I just couldn't concentrate. or mm. Yeah, but that was probably my first clear moment where I thought, yeah, I could easily just... Just do that. Do this. So my, I remember my first proper suicidal thoughts really clearly because it was actually on my honeymoon and we were hiking up to Everest Base Camp. So ironically, on top of the world, but at rock bottom. It's my catchphrase for my honeymoon. Um, and I remember going over, there was these massive gorges with these rickety bridges, really narrow, and you had to concentrate going over them. And I just remember looking down going and thinking, oh, I could just like slip. And nobody would know that I didn't mean yeah. to and that would be fine and everything would be over. And then I remember being really freaked out and then 
I really remember the sense of two parts of me arguing and beating myself up for having these thoughts. I was like, you're on honeymoon, you're on Everest, what are you talking about? And then it became really stressful having these different parts of me. But then I did at times get this really, um, this real comfort from having them, just thinking, yeah. do you know what? It's okay, because if it gets that bad, I can just go off one of those blooming rickety yeah. bridges and it'll be oh tragic thing happened to this girl on honeymoon yeah and i think that's i've heard of other people that have you know have kind of talked about that trying to make it look like it's an accident or it's a because in a way they would think well that's it's better for their those that are closest to them you know but the weird thing is that when you go through your head is you actually think that those people that are closest to you would be better off without you yeah, you do believe that. But you don't realise how much pain and hurt and that would leave behind as well. So it's, Yeah. It's... I think I've I've well, that was a that was oh, sixteen oh, I can't remember how long I've been married. I think it's sixteen years. Anyway, um I have come on quite a journey with suicidal thoughts because I was really freaked out then. I thought I must be really ill if yeah. I'm having these thoughts. Um but then um I was reading today that one in five people have suicidal thoughts, according to mind. And I actually think it's probably more than that because a lot of people probably don't admit to them. In the last two years as well, it's probably increased mm. just because of the nature of what we've been through is uh, mm. the pandemic and things. But I think as well, there, there's naturally there will be levels to the suicidal thoughts, I think. Yeah, um, I'm good at seeing levels now. Yeah. How have you learned to, to deal with them? Have you learned to deal with them? I would say I have. And then, yeah, this last year's been really, really pretty positive and good, but I did have a, a really bad two years, and it was probably pretty much due the sort of lockdown and things. Related and to the a, lockdown? Or? Not really, no. It was just a few things that happened prior to it, and it just got me into that headspace. Mm-hmm. And, and then probably naturally lockdown wasn't allowing you to do what was what makes naturally, you better, which yeah. would probably help you get out of it. So mm. I probably did sit and dwell on it a lot more. Um but there was times where I, I was going out for long walks and just thinking, yeah, I could just, yeah, I could sit and, well, you'd be at the top of a hill thinking, I can come back down the hill or I can just keep going over the other side. So, mm. um, but yeah, I think as you say, there are definitely, yeah, you could, you could probably almost rate these thoughts within your head of how serious they are. Mm. And there are times where, yeah, they've been really serious. But normally that's when you don't speak to people about them. Which is the warning sign, yeah. probably. When when you just go absolutely quiet on it. or Which is why I always... So that some people are quite happy before they've maybe done yeah. it. So they've maybe been in a really bad place. And then for 48 hours, they might seem like... But that's maybe them just thinking, I know... Yeah, actually, I've got a friend who works so. for the Samaritans Helpline. She was saying that. We'll have to get her on and ask more to get more of a kind of expert view on it. But that's that's definitely what, yeah. what I've heard. What I've learned is, as well, um, that's helped me, is to distance myself from my mind. So you have these, for me anyway, I feel like um, sometimes I get plunged into these bouts and they come as kind of part of the package. They're like, you know, my tight chest, the yeah. suicidal thoughts. So I see them more as a symptom. And then if they get really irritating, I really try and do this thing, which is called diffusion, which is separating yourself from your mind and from your thoughts. And so even if you say something like, I notice that my mind is having 
the thought that I could just end it all. Yeah. And you try and put some distance in between you and your mind, and then you realise that your mind is just um, made to problem solve. Yeah. So it's just trying to find a solution. It's yeah. desperately trying to work for you to find a solution. Yeah. But like numerous friends have said to me, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Of course it is, yeah. The other thing that really um, gives me a real wake-up call is, first of all, speaking to friends that have lost people through suicide yeah. and how hugely <sighs> painful it is forever Definitely, for the people yeah. you leave behind. Yeah. You really do. And my husband, when I've had really bad thoughts in the past and I've indulged them and I've told him about them, he's been really hurt and kind of said, can you imagine yeah. The lives of the boys. Can you imagine? Exactly, yeah. And when your mind goes there, like when you really allow yourself to imagine, what would it do to your kids? What would it do to your husband? I mean, I'm not saying for one minute that I think suicide is um, selfish. I don't believe that at all. I think that suicide is someone in huge amounts of pain that's just trying to escape. Yeah. And I, I get quite irritated when I hear that people calling it selfish because that just yeah. shows complete misunderstanding. Yeah. Um, I can see... I can see why people do say that, yeah. but they're saying it from a place that they don't understand. Because one, they've maybe not experienced that level of pain or level of suffering. Mm -hmm. um, but as you say, it, it's, it's definitely, I think the th for me, certainly the thought of leaving my wife and kids wasn't, but when I am that low, I, you don't think about that. No, you don't. So You're right. When you're really low, you, you, your mind... You know, I, what I'm trying to now do or trying to think these days is a thought is just a thought. That's all it is. It's just a thought. Which is distancing as so well. you've just got to let these thoughts come and go. And, and Do you know what the other thing? To... I'm not sure entirely how helpful this advice is, but one therapist did um, say to me, uh, which was quite cunning because it did work with me, and uh, she said, do you realise how difficult it is to kill yourself? And she reeled off some stats about how many people try and then end up quite badly disabled yeah. or with some lifelong limiting condition um and that really freaked me out because yeah. then I started googling about oh my god you know how hard is it and yeah. and I was like actually it's quite hard yeah. and that for me I remember several times that's just stopped the thoughts because I'm like well you can't go there because yeah. people that some people that have jumped off the top of buildings have ended up surviving and had an even like a terrible awful life yeah. yeah so that's quite a stark thing to think about and i think a lot of these things are based around your own perception of things as well and, and that's the biggest thing i'm now working on is my whole perception of things mm. where they talk about like past events and the reality is that maybe 20 percent of it might be reality it's your perception that At makes the time. up the eighty percent, and that's then what then brings you back into the suffering because you're, and it is it's purely your perception of what happened. And your perception is so skewed when you're in these bouts. Exactly. You've just got to try and somehow remember that. And I think. But the crazy thing is, our minds are always trying to justify or reassure ourselves that we're correct. Mm -hmm. So then every little thing just escalates. You're and looking for confirmation and... the whole time, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so to try and end on a positive-ish note, I would say that um, if you are having suicidal thoughts, particularly if you've not spoken to anybody about them, then um, 
not to normalize them because obviously it's not normal but to understand I think now I understand that it's very much for me it's part of the illness and it's not necessarily something I now freak out about as much I just try and see them as part of my mind that's not in a great place and symptomatic of that is there anything that you can say that would be I would also say as well and and we touch upon this before every single episode. We're not experts in this. We're not, but there are some really good organisations, really mm-hmm. good people out there. And, and one I recently did, uh, my 150 cold dips for, was for Mikey's Line. Yeah. Uh, which is based up in Inverness. And they've got a text line service. They've got the water. Have you ever used hive. it? I actually haven't, believe it or not. Because I have found the Samaritans in the middle of the yeah, night a few times. I've never, which is stupid because... I'll offer all this advice, but I don't take it myself. So whenever I'm, I'm in that such a low position, I, I don't do the things that I tell people they should do. So I wonder if that's a man thing, because I, I do uh, genuinely. Yeah, I, but even just, you know, if you know someone, there are, you know, just that text, that reassuring text or message, or mm. there is really good support and help out there. Yeah. And as you say, it's such a permanent end what is your temporary state thing that's going on and so one in five people that's a huge amount of people yeah. to have these thoughts so yeah. you are definitely not alone at the beginning I thought I must be totally crazy I must be really ill because I'm having these thoughts but actually if you put it in the context of one in five a lot of people are having so, them yeah. if we were all more honest then maybe we'd all feel a bit better yeah and someone and and I I don't know who says it, or there's a thing out there that you would rather they spoke to you than be going to their funeral. That's, that's a very the biggest good, one. That's a big quote. It really on. is. So, yeah, I, I would just that. encourage people reach out. There is, and that that was again the whole thing about me standing up in the village hall, doing the hello there project. There are people out there that are willing to listen, that will speak to you. That so you're not alone, yeah. and that that's the biggest thing because that's the stigma when you're so. Lord, you, you do just think, who gives a shit? But there's so many people that do. Mm. So And such a good quote. So say it again so we can end on it. I'd rather you had a conversation with me than turn up at your funeral. Cool. Thank you for listening to the Looney Dickers podcast. Please subscribe and write a review if you like what you heard so others can find us too. Follow us on Hello There on Facebook or at Big Juicy Creative Living on Instagram for more info about events we're running. If you have a story to tell, please get in touch. And thanks to the brilliant band Torridon for the music Lighthouse. Catch you soon. <laughs>